to episode 237 of the All the Books show, recorded at my house. That's right. You know, in the middle is. of the street. This is in All the Books nights. Yeah. Not the, <laughs> the latest? Yeah. How late was it when we watched that Adam Sandler cowboy movie? Oh my gosh. Don't, don't remind me of The Ridiculous Six. That was the worst experience of my life. Oh, jeez. All right. It was terrible. We talk about author news, book news, and literary news. That's right. I'm Eric Pickles. I'm Nick Gunning. And today we have two special guests. First, my co-host from 9021 Here We Go, Kendra Mickles. It's me! And my co-host from previously on X-Men, Hillary Gunning. Hillary Gunning! Now this is what I've been trying to figure out. And my co-host! <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so Kendra, you've been on the All the Book Show many times, yes. talking Nicholas Sparks, yep. Broadway, Leanne Moriarty, and Hillary, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, yeah. X-Men, mm -hmm. Birds of Prey. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you and Kendra have ever been on a podcast together. No, I don't no. think so. So no. this is this is the first. This is good. Wow. We're gonna start our own podcast now. Yeah. This no, it's about... spin off. Okay, yeah. it's you too guys much. can leave. Yeah, I've podcast with every one of you. That's true. So far, mm -hmm. you're the, you're the link. Yeah, you're the one. Yeah, you're the glue. If this were Animorphs, you'd be the Jake. <laughs> Is there a Jake? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy. Yes. There is a Jake, Jake. right? What you? The you main, read the book. The main character's name is Jake. Yes. Okay, so you'd be the Jake. The leader? He's the leader. Yeah. Okay. All right. I always like Marco. Okay. Yeah, I'm very suspicious. He sounds like he's saying something nice. No, I was yeah. saying you're the I'm linchpin. I'm not going yeah. to trust it. You're the podcasting linchpin. I guess I would think of like the morphing cube is the yeah. thing that linked them. Like Elfangor oh, is the link okay. because he turned them into animals. Save look. Save that for the K.A. Applegate Spotlight, right. which is forthcoming. Yeah. Now, today we're going to be talking about a little Marky Mark film called Spencer Confidential. Are you guys excited about this? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, we just watched it. I know. I know. We're hot on the heels of Spencer Confidential. So this is this is based on Robert B. Parker's Spencer character. Uh, this particular movie is a very, very loose adaptation of Ace Atkins' second Spencer novel, Wonderland. And you're the only one who's read this. I have read it. Yes, I have read it in many Spencer books, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Right now, let's fire up the old bookmark. I think we should open the floor to our guests. Uh, Hillary, what about you? Have, you? have you been reading anything interesting lately? Uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of two completely unrelated books that okay. I found at a random library. Nice. And judged by their covers. Yep. Wait, is that real? Like a random library? It was the Bloomsburg was Public Library. In Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that is a little random. It's yeah. very random. Yeah. And I took I took out two books from this library. Yes. What? They let you take out books? Yeah, we got <laughs> We got a library card. That's what I said. Yeah, we got a library card. He told me that and I was like, they just let you get a library card? Wow. Well, they they we don't charge here at the David A. Howe Public mm -hmm. Library. For them for Auto District it was fifteen dollars for the year. But we did it because uh -huh. we were there for several days and wanted yeah. to be able to check out kids. So books it's okay that we just recorded the fact that you're out of state library card holders of Bloomberg, Pennsylvania. For a year, is okay. that like a legal? No, I didn't know. Cause yeah, cause like some libraries are like, sorry, you're not in our county. Yeah, take a hike. No, 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 no. We no. paid. We paid our fifteen dollars. When dollars. when I was in Jacksonville, Florida, yeah, I couldn't use the library across the river. They oh, wouldn't wow. let him. Yeah. they wouldn't let him. But I beat the system because I got a job at that library. Oh. But I never lived in that Who's county. Oh wait, yes we did. Now. Yeah. 
Well, they had so many comic books. Anyway, continue. That's cool. Can I say the books that I read? Yes, from the I'm Bloomsbury Public reading. Library. Yes, <laughs> Woman with Bookmark, which uh, I think is one of those ones from Norway or yeah. somewhere. One of those popular like yeah. murder. And it, uh, it is books. a series. It is a series, but <laughs> I it wasn't... love those popular murder I know Norway what you books. Do. Yeah. So anyway, that was pretty good so far. And then I'm also reading All Our Wrong Todays. Okay. Mm. Which I believe is Canadian. Oh. It has real, some fun real international flair. <laughs> I like that nonsense. Yeah. Do you think I don't know, Norway is like a, a capital of murder books right now because it's just always dark is there? Is it Norway? Because maybe it might not be Norway. It's is like it Denmark? The Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Netherlands. That area. That whole. Do you think the area. lack of sun is having anything to do with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Boy, just it's dark people, again. Just what if somebody killed there. everybody and called himself a snowman? Yeah, the snowman. That's that's Joe Nesbo. That's Uh different. Same area. Same zone. Same Same zone. You also (laughs) read some, um, to follow up on your last appearance here at Birds of Prey, you also read some Birds of Prey and you finished the Black Canary. I finished the Black Canary run. Two volume set, which we have in our collection. Yeah, I don't love it. But this is when she's like a like a nightclub singer. No, she's in a band. Okay, and they like tour and like stuff. a punk band. It's weird because it's like it sort of follows the continuity of the Birds of Prey. Okay, but she and Barbara are clearly like young, right? Like, teenagers, yeah. right? Yeah, it's New Fifty Two. It's, it's all nonsense. Aha! That's why. Well, yeah. I hated it. So wait, are you describing <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats? Or are you describing? No, no, no. This is the Black Canary. Black Canary. DC Comics. The Black Canary. Starring Josie and the Pussycats. You're you're confused because Black Canary has a sonic scream, but Josie and the Pussycats have long tails and ears for hats. Ears for hats. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. Sonic scream, ears for hats. Yes, okay. Now I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Their outfits are pretty similar, now that I think about it, though. Tails. No, they no tail. Oh, that's the difference. <laughs> what about you, Kendra? Anything exciting you've been reading? I've been reading My Sister the Serial Killer. Yeah. I'm not too far into it, but right. I'm really enjoying it. So far, thumbs up. Yes. Okay. Very good writing. All right. Um, and for over a year now, I've been reading that Lord of the Rings book, uh, Anything You Can Imagine by Ian Nathan. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. like a telling of how Lord of the Rings was made. Wow. It's so good. I'm just bad at reading. Hmm. and picking up books and reading huh. them. So. Well, uh, hang in there. I, yeah. I, think you'll get, I think you'll figure it out. I, I really wanted to do it in a year, uh-huh. but uh, it's been over a year hmm. now. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Tiger Shark? Anything interesting? I started the Yiddish Policeman Union. Oh, okay. I don't think I'm that far in it. Right. Did you also read Cavalier and Clay? Yeah, which okay. he wrote first, I guess. Yeah. Because all the reviews on, on the back are talking about Cavalier and yeah. Clay, which was like this, not alternate history... The, the two characters were creating a comic book character around the same, like the early 30s, well, it's kind of, the it late 30s. It was kind of be a take on like Siegel and Schuster. Yeah, right? but Siegel and Schuster were there, I think. Oh, I think there was okay. like a Superman talk. But anyway, it was, it was pretty much uh, an analogy for all that. Anyway, I don't know what the point of the Yiddish Policeman Union is yet. There's been a murder. We're learning about the character who's lived a pretty <laughs> terrible life. So, don't know where... It, it won the Hugo, because mm-hmm. it's an alternate oh, history. Oh, yeah, okay. where uh, a little bit after World War II, the Jewish population basically all was moved or moved themselves to Alaska and are living there. And it's become this, like, huge capital of a city. Oh, okay. So, and also uh, Dread Nation, the Civil War zombie book. Yes. That's about Civil, girl, girls, War learning, zombies, right? girls yeah. learning how to uh, fight zombies. And, in uh, the Civil War. Yeah, but looks like there might be a conspiracy that, going on. That sounded like a Mad Lib. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got a Star Wars Mad Lib around here. Let's do, do it. Just do it. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. Okay. Yeah, that's Justine Ireland, right? Yeah. Who's going to be on the podcast next month? Yeah. So tune in. I, I'm sort of in. I'm at this point in between books, which is always like my kryptonite, where I just stare at a wall of books and 
be like, I could read this, I could read this, I could mm-hmm. read this. And it's really great to be it, his wife during yeah. time. <laughs> it's very trying yeah. on Hillary. I guess it's better that he's verbalizing it rather than just silently staring with like a it usually dull starts. ringing in the yeah. background. It like, starts that way. It starts yeah. that way. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what I did just finished, though. That was uh, the, the DC Zoom. You know the DC Zoom. Is, this is like YA graphics for... Yeah, but didn't they also cancel this, all this stuff? I think so. I think they did. The but... YA graphics, they keep coming out with stuff, but I haven't seen anything announced since they announced it right so we'll see anyway i've had this it's green lantern legacy by min lee i've i've had this for months and months and months um we got advanced copies of it i kept meaning to read it but i finally did and i thought it was very good i like it it was good it was a good alternate take on things yeah we have the ya batgirl one yeah at the library right now is that cassandra kane Shadow yeah. of the Shadow Oh, of the maybe, bat. yeah. Shadow is. of the Bat. Yeah. So, and we got the Black Canary one. Okay, I haven't read that. I liked the Raven one. one. Did you read Raven? No. Okay. I haven't read any you of these. None of them? No. Okay, I don't recommend Lauren Miracle's Catwoman. Yeah, I heard that. That was a rough read. Yeah. That was a rough read. Because of the long tails and ears for hats? That's Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. I was intending to pick up Joyce Carol Oates' uh, Blonde, which <laughs> longtime listeners of the podcast may remember When me. would you have read this tonight? I just had it with me just, just in case. Just tell me when you would just have started in case. it. <laughs> just in I case. I know, but you said I was planning to start it. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Years ago, I read probably the first, it's in you know segments, and I've read like a third of this book. Mm-hmm. And then I like sat it down, and I was like, I want to pick that up again. Then I brought it here, and it is somewhere lost hmm. uh, in your home. So In my I, home? If I find it, yeah. I shall read it. But okay. that's it. I do have a movie review. Not Spencer Confidential. That's for oh. later. But um, I took my son uh, and my brother Stephen, mm-hmm. regular podcast guest Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, to see Call of the Wild mm-hmm. with Harrison Ford. Yeah, and he was there with you too, in spirit. And <laughs> weirdly, two out of three of us really liked it. Mm. And I think my son. What's Steve's problem? <laughs> <laughs> I think my son actually did like it, but it was a lot. Of, it was very stressful yeah. at times. So he's a five-year-old watching a dog here in Call of the Wild. <laughs> as soon as they kidnap this dog in the yeah. beginning, he's like, "Get they me what? out of here!" Yeah, you didn't yeah. know that. No, Call, of the wild, uh, Call of the Wild. Did, did you not listen to the Jack London episode? Oh yeah, I Get did. With it. Yeah. I did. Okay. Okay. Buck is kidnapped. He's he's living a pretty cushy life. Yeah, in, with uh, uh, Bradley Whitford. From uh, the West yeah. Wing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So the, he, that's a second crime then. You're taking him away from Bradley Whitford, who's probably pretty good with dogs. Yeah, yeah he seemed nice. So, uh, yeah, Buck gets kidnapped and not treated super great. And then he has to yeah. become a sled dog and he doesn't really know uh, yeah. how to do that. So he has to learn how to be with like a pack of dogs that right. fight for their food. And it gets pretty uh, pretty rough for Buck. I, you know, I will say the... Um, the un- sounds like the worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> the unpleasantness of the book, and when he's really struggling, uh-huh. all of those sections are very short. Yeah, it makes they're sense. there, but they're really short. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's in this home with Bradley Whitford, and clearly, like, <laughs> he's too big and rambunctious to be in this, like, upper crusty house. So they already mm-hmm. sort of make it like he shouldn't be there. Harrison's Ford character, who's really just in the very, very end of, of the book, the book yeah. is sort of woven throughout. And they have mm-hmm. some run ins early on, and, and he also narrates it. So you have a, you have a sense oh, of Harrison yeah. Ford sort of the whole time. Yeah, is he um, is his narration curmudgeon? Because I've been watching some interviews with him. I would hate that job. Honestly, interviewing Harrison Ford. I, yeah, honestly, I felt like it was one of the better wow. later Harrison Ford performances that I've seen in quite a while. I mean, he does he does have his like curmudgeon streak, but <laughs> yeah. you know, once he and Buck are finally together, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty fun. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable. I watched a video where he talked about twenty movies that he has made, and every movie just summarized by Harrison Ford is. We read the script, we made the movie, had a good time. Mm. 
repeat. He had a good time. Yeah, it was a fun time. Well, that's what he said, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't Fif- think so. Fifteen different movies. You're going to tell me Harrison process. Ford enjoyed Six Days, Seven Nights? I don't think so. He didn't talk about that I one. don't think so. No. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, even with a CGI dog, it was a pretty good movie. All right. I'm not interested in this movie at all. That didn't sway you? No! It oh, does boy. sound stressful. I'm I'm on your son's side. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he came I'd be around. Like, get so. out get me out of here. Alright. <laughs> is, is Nick's Later, son Kendra. Boston? That's where Spencer Confidential. Yeah. Hold I'm it. Sorry, we just okay. watched a Boston movie. Uh, Alright, let's uh, let's Read take a me look. Paw Patrol Dad. <laughs> <laughs> then Pop's powered by the yeah, thing. Yeah. Actually, he does quite often ask if we can go to Dunkin' Donuts, so you yeah. might be on to something. Oh, right? really? Yeah. yeah, he does. Dad, he take does. me to Dunkin's. All right, let's take a look at some book news. Uh-huh. Are you going to do a New York Times bestseller list? Okay. I'm on it. All right, well, as we mentioned, the Women's Prize for Fiction is coming up, and they've just announced the long list, and I thought I would leave it to our guests to share with the listeners today. Okay, let's see. Not you. You're what? a regular. You're Ugh. a regular. Anyway, if you guys want to tell us a little bit about the nominees for the Women's Prize for Fiction, and by that I mean just read the titles. We would love oh, to. Okay. Did you just mansplain how to read the nominees? <laughs> Thanks. How <laughs> dare you? I, I was trying to alleviate Hillary's stress by me saying, tell me about that. Oh. That's true. My, my blood pressure did I rise. Could see it. I could, <laughs> next to me, I could see Hillary be like, Whoa. tell so, them about it. Yeah. All right. The first one is Gin Patrol on the Purple Line by Deepa Anapra. All right. Then we got Fleischman is in Trouble by Taffy Brodesser Ackner. And what's that book about? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> well, we're not doing that. Hang on. Queenie by Candace Carty Williams. Dominicana by Angie Cruz. Actress by Anne Enright. Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine. Ber- <laughs> Bernardine. Bernardine. Yeah. Evaristo. Nightingale Point by Luann Goldie. A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. How We Disappeared by Jing Jing Li. The Most Fun We Ever Had by Claire Lombardo. The Mirror and the Light by Hilary Mantle. Girl by Edna O'Brien. Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Weather by Jenny Ophel. The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. Uh, I don't know what that Gin Patrol is about, but that is a uh, engaging title. Yeah, it is. Hmm. So 16, uh, 16 on the long list. I think it was last year that American Marriage won, and I really enjoyed that book. It was a great audiobook. I, I know keep you're an going to fan, yeah, so. I keep going to pick it up, and I haven't. Yeah, yet. it's one of the ones where a different different chapters are read from the perspectives of different characters, and each one has a distinct narrator. Mm. It just works really well. And a few years back, uh, the winner was The Power by Naomi Alderman. Do you remember that one? You oh, love that yeah, book. Oh yeah, that was a good book. Out. What was that? I mean, that was they got. Wasn't this like all women got powers? Yeah, it was, it was like they suddenly started developing these electrical powers, and then it just sort of messed with the power dynamic with huh. men. Interesting. Just so fun. Yeah. So did you like it? I did. I did like it. Hmm, okay. I bought it for a bunch of my family. Oh, members. I remember that. That's yeah. right. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to go down to a short list on April 22nd, so we'll update you then, and then the actual prize won't be awarded until June 3rd. But you can find more about these books and more about the Women's Prize for Fiction at their website, womensprizeforfiction.co.uk. Uh, Eric, what's on the New York Times bestseller list? For hardcover nonfiction. Ooh. Let's talk politics. Uh, we'll see. Number 10 is Until the End of Time by Brian Greene. How much I'll love you. Oh. Brian Austin oh. Green? Not Brian Austin Green. Duh. Which one is he? Oh, David. He's David, David on Beverly Hills 90210. Which one's David? Oh, David. Uh, he's the he's youngest the one. The nerdy one. 
He starts mm-hmm. off nerdy and gets. He's the DJ. Brian Austin yeah. Green. He's the DJ. Yeah. He's yes. Got, he's Steve the is the one in the green host. shirt. He's TV's Brian Austin Green. All right. <laughs> uh, number ten. Until the end of time by Brian Green, a f- physicist, gives an overview of how we got here, where we are, and directions we might go. Does that sound like uh, Dave from 90210? It's David. 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 No, I don't think so. I'd call him Dave. On my on my guest episode, I'd be like, "Hey, Dave, no, all right." You. No, thank you. Number nine, becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh. The former first lady describes how she balanced work, family, and her hu- husband's political ascent. It just came out with a special, like, fancy new version with Ooh. extra stuff, and the audiobook just won the Audio Awards for oh you know, yeah best audiobooks. Uh, number eight, talking to strangers, Malcolm Gladwell. Famous examples of miscommunication serve as the backdrop to explain potential conflicts and misunderstandings. Mm. Number seven, a very stable genius by Philip Rooker and Carol Leoning. The Pulitzer Prize winning journalist uses firsthand accounts to chart patterns of behavior within the Trump administration. Number six, educated by Tara Westover, the daughter of a survivalist who is kept out of school, educates herself enough to leave home for university. How long's that been there? That's that's been 106 that's weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number Two five, years. open book by Jessica Simpson with Kevin Carr O'Leary. Jessica Kevin Simpson. Kevin Carr O'Leary. Is that her husband? I don't know. From the show, I... Kendra, from the Jessica Simpson show. That was on... Uh... She was married to Nick Lachey when oh, I did that show, I think. I don't think he co-wrote that. No. <laughs> uh, the singer, actress, and fashion designer discloses times of success, drama, and addiction. Uh, number four, The Hope of Glory by John Meacham. Why do I recognize that name? Nick? John Meacham? Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. The I, Pulitzer I Prize winning biographer delves into the seven last sayings of Jesus as recorded in the Gospels. Hmm. Number three, Unknown Valor uh, by Martha McCollum. The Fox News anger weaves stories of combat veterans who fought during World War II. Number two, The Mamba Mentality by Kobe Bryant. Various skills and techniques used on the court by the late Los Angeles Lakers player. And number one, The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson. An examination of the leadership of the Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Do we still need more stuff about Winston Churchill? You can't have enough. <laughs> we just um, need two things be. about John him. John Meacham won the Pulitzer Prize in 2009 for um, biography, autobiography for American Lion, Andrew Jackson, and the White House. Hmm. That might be why you know his name. Could be. He won the Pulitzer. Yeah, it could be. Andrew Jackson. Do you guys who? say Pulitzer or Pulitzer? Pulitzer. I say Pulitzer. I've always said Pulitzer. I've heard it. But I'm I've probably it, wrong. I've heard it both ways. Hmm. I think Lois Lane says Pulitzer, so that's, you know. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take her word <laughs> on That is canon. It. Yeah. Yep. All right, you guys ready to talk about what we're here to talk about? Yes. What are we here to talk about? Well, we're going to be talking about Spencer Confidential. The movie. All the books presents Author Spotlight. Many, many years ago, like four years ago now, Eric and I did a whole Robert B. Parker spotlight called mm-hmm. A Hamburger's Bookmark. Do you recall what A Hamburger's Bookmark was? It's a pickle. It's a pickle. <laughs> why, did he, right. why did I call it that and not Robert B. Good Parker? Hmm. Because hmm. the second one's not good? A Hamburger's Bookmark's really funny. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I it's guess it would be my guess. Yeah. So you can dive back into SoundCloud.com slash all the books and listen to A Hamburger's Bookmark because that was a nice long segment and even we featured uh, Eileen Texa who was the uh, retiring auditorium director at the time who mm-hmm. was a big Spencer fan. So mm. We got into the nitty-gritty of it this time with, with a new movie just coming out of nowhere. Like I was really surprised to see this. I thought, 
we can watch it and then talk about it mm-hmm. see what we think. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. That's exactly what we're mm-hmm. doing. So I know because we've done a Robert B. Parker spotlight, Eric, that you've read, I don't know, five or six Robert Parker books at this point, right? Three. It's more than three. Just three. Four. No. It's four. Yeah, because you, re- you read you read the, the box from the I read I read the first two uh, Jesse Stone Those books. my favorites. I read Alpalooza. And I read The Boxer and the Spy, which is a young adult book written for right. very much adult fans. Air quotes, young adult yeah. book. Yeah, yeah I there's... can't imagine a single teen being like, I love this sparse dialogue and the way he's committed to learning his <laughs> boxing. He has a couple YA books, and yeah. right before he, he died, they put out one called Chasing the Bear, which is a like a teenage Spencer. So mm. I don't know if that was meant to be a new series or if yeah. it was just a one-off. A teenage Marky Mark. Odd. So during yeah. his uh, Good Vibrations stage. Bunch. Yeah, the, yeah, bunch the rest of the Funky Bunch is there. Yeah. And... He loves his boxing. Yeah. Not Marky Mark and Robert That's true. B. Jordan. Oh. Robert B. Jordan is the actor. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Yeah. Robert Parker. Robert Parker. Yeah. They love boxing. They do. Do they love yes. boxing in Boston? Did I not pick up on that in my 20-something years in I Massachusetts? I kept asking you if you'd been to these places in Boston. You <laughs> act like I was crazy. But the, so. uh, the fighter's also set in Massachusetts. In right. Lowell. Well, right. tell you what. I guess Watch so. the fighter. I've that's been to Lowell. Yeah, that's what it's like to be in Lowell. The fighter did not get it wrong. What, what about... <laughs> What about you, Kendra? Any any Robert B. Parker? I don't think I've read a single Robert Parker. You not have not seen like the Jesse Stone movies or Appaloosa or what are the Jesse Stone Tom movies? Tom Selleck mysteries. No. Okay. The most is Jesse Stone a boy? He is. No. Yeah. I, every I time you talked Tom about Selleck. it, I've thought it was a girl. Yeah. Kendra's uh, biggest connection to Robert B. Parker would be Tom Selleck showing up on Friends. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> is he playing Jesse Stone in no, Friends? No. Oh. No. No. Bummer. Maybe Bummer. you could make that work. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I just found out the monkey from Friends was in the movie Outbreak with really? Dustin Hoffman. Wow. Okay. That's it's <laughs> a real start. So, Hillary, I know I know you. You you've read several. You, you do know. Me. <laughs> Thank you. You know me well. I do. I do. Tell me tell me about your Robert B. Parker past. Well, I've read all of the Sonny Randall books. Yes. All of them? How many are there? I don't there are know. there are six written by Robert B. Parker, and there's a seventh that's that's came out within the last year mm-hmm. by a new author, which I was really shocked at because mm-hmm. the last Sonny Randall was, I don't know, f- 15 years ago. And that never got a movie slash show. No, the story goes that uh, originally Helen Hunt had said right. to Robert Parker, I'd love to play one of your characters, and he wrote Sonny Randall, but I still think that's insane. Right. Can you imagine? That's not the but right It just seems like you'd it. get like a Netflix now to like grab up the Sonny I know, Randall honestly, if it was like, if they were going to put like an old Sonny Randall with old Jesse Stone, I would say call up Helen Hunt. So I, I Helen Hunt and Tom Selleck now. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch that. But I can't fathom, even, even like a Mad About You era, Helen no, no, Hunt no. playing Sonny Randall. No, I don't think it's the right so, type. What about What Women Want, Helen Hunt? No, still, still, no. still wrong type. Yeah. We didn't really talk much about Sunny Randall because you've read more than me. So you, you want to tell us a little bit about Sunny Randall? She's the daughter of a cop. I think she's also a former cop. Yeah, mm. and she has decided to go out and be a, a PI. Like Spencer. Like Spencer. She's she's very cool. She's a tough chick. Very entangled with her ex. Very and her entangled ex-in-laws. with her ex. Yes, she has a little dog. It's a French bulldog, I yeah. want to say, yeah. that she takes everywhere with her. Yeah. I don't know. She's great. And so her... this is very much Helen Hunt from Twister, then. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. Still no. The thing with it is that she's very young. Right. I think that's the biggest... I mean, like, Helen Hunt, I don't think is the right type. Right. But I don't think Helen Hunt was ever... The right type. The I don't... Right. I, yeah, I don't see that either. Julia Roberts? Catherine Zeta-Jones? No. 
None of those are even no, close. All wrong. Hmm. All wrong. I don't, I don't know, know if I could think of. I don't know if I could. Rachel think McAdams. Of no. Hmm. I mean, I would watch. I would watch like a younger Jennifer Lawrence as Sunny Randall. Cameron Diaz. Uh, maybe. That's a close. Okay. Maybe. Well, uh, Sunny Randall. Saoirse Ronan. Closer. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Claire Closer. Danes. <laughs> yeah. Well, a young Danes. Claire Danes. A young Claire Danes. I could see that working, but it's not an obvious mm-hmm. one. Okay. Sunny Lindsay S- Lohan. <laughs> Final offer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, like uh, Herbie goes, Herbie, Herbie fully, fully loaded. Herbie fully loaded with Michael Keaton. Yeah. During the dark time. So Michael Keaton doesn't like to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sonny Randall's therapist, <laughs> Susan Silverman, mm-hmm. is is a, almost a permanent character in the Spencer series. So mm. much like Stephen King, a lot of the Robert Parker books will have little, a little crossover. Yeah, a Parker verse. Yeah. That's a good way to put Are it. Are they all in Sonny Boston? has a crossover with Jesse and I hate it. Yes. Yes. And you know what's interesting <laughs> is that those two characters Characters have a lot in common, but the but the books are written very differently. They're very different. Yeah. They don't they don't fit right together, and they they should. Yeah. But when it's written, they mm-hmm. do not. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. I already said that. You did. That was my first. That was my first no. thing. Huh. Yeah. So the Jesse. <laughs> the thing is, she's got to be she's got to be like a classically pretty kind of girly type, but who is sardonic and dry. Hmm. Doesn't care about anybody. Hmm. She can do that. Snap. Jennifer Lawrence could do I that. I think that's Jennifer yeah. Lawrence in real life. <laughs> so. Hey, know. we're here to talk Spencer. You're right. You're right. So just a quick recap. Jesse Stone is a washed up uh, big city cop who finds his way to paradise. Is he washed up? He is. Okay. Massachusetts, um, where he basically lost his job for being a drunk. He gets hired as a police chief in paradise. This is instantly suspicious. That Did they... he get fired for being a drunk? Yes. Yeah. And was instantly suspicious of why paradise would hire him, given right. his like reputation. And he ends up sort of being a thorn on their side. Yeah, eventually does. crosses over with uh, Sonny Randall, and they have a little thing. And eventually crosses over with Spencer, who's the man of the hour. Jesse Stone crosses over with Spencer? He does. But yep. Sonny Randall's therapist also crosses over with Spencer. Yeah, she's a main really. character in the Spencer but series. But Sonny never meets... I don't think so. Not that I know of. Okay. Spencer sees Sonny and like mentions her, mentions the dog, but not by name. It's just sort of a little, like, I know what you're doing there. Okay. Spencer is different from Marky Mark in the movie, so Kendra... Here's the real Spencer. Okay. So he wasn't he was a cop, but there's no prison time involved. He's a, he's Why a, do that then? I don't know. He's a former <laughs> cop who hangs a shingle out to be a private investigator, basically. Uh-huh. The series starts where he's just solo, and then eventually he meets up with Hawk, who becomes his partner for the whole thing. And mm-hmm. Hawk is very like doesn't talk very much and it's just sort of like loyal and muscle and they've got a really good thing mm-hmm. and then Susan Silverman comes along who is Sunny's therapist and Susan and Susan Sarandon no bye bye no but I could that would work okay. that would work Susan becomes a, a recurring character I mean a mm-hmm. main character in, in the majority of not sponsors. in the movie not in the movie. Okay. And then the the other recurring character would be uh, Zebulon Sixkill, who he just calls Z, who becomes sort of a protege later on in the series. Not in the movie. Not in the movie. He's Spencer's very like he's a very like classy guy. Like he's he's rough and huh. tumble, but he's like he's not a brawler like Marky Mark. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marky Mark really is like, all brawl. No, he just he seems like yeah. just kind of a like a straight laced guy, and then mm-hmm. when you know when his back to yeah. the wall, he can do it. But yeah. he's very like persnickety in particular about like food and cooking there's a lot of cooking in the books i know, <laughs> I know. I'm, sh- I'm shaking my head with the marky mark performance yeah. but okay yeah. so uh, marky mark not an obvious choice for this and yeah. actually i was he picky about a like single thing in this movie 
I Did Marky so. Mark ever be like, no, take that away? No. I need a uh, cat surf here. Well, I mean, there was a little bit with, with food at the beginning, but it didn't become a thing. So let's let's talk about the movie. All right. So, Kendra, That's your confidential. Well, let me ask Netflix you. Netflix original film, as yes, you said. So you got to have Netflix be. to watch this. Yes. So you know nothing about Spencer or True. Robert B. Parker. True. How did this movie leave you? What did you think? It wasn't awful. I got into the, the mystery of it, and, you know, I was excited to see how he was gonna solve the the big problem right i mean okay. i don't know i don't know spencer but i liked marky mark <laughs> yeah i mean i liked marky mark too it was just hard to put together that he was playing spencer it was just so different from yeah i wonder why they decided to even make it a spencer thing because is spencer a thing anymore i mean ace atkins is still putting out books and they're still doing well i mean they're still in hardcover you know they're huh. still mm. They're still doing decently, and, and they're continuing to expand Robert Parker's stuff. But yeah, yeah, you have to wonder who like brokers this kind of deal because it's a yeah. Netflix original film. Did Netflix go out and like we want the Spencer books, or were the publishers like we need Spencer movies yeah. to sell the books? Let's get Netflix on the line. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And it's 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 really unusual because um, it's the book technically is an adaptation of uh, Ace Atkins' second Spencer book, as I mentioned, Wonderland. Mm -hmm. um, it is the loosest of adaptations. Mm -hmm. There's I, there's not like Wonderland dirty... is mentioned. Wonderland is mentioned. There is... Uh, Wonderland's like a dog track. Um, and, and that is a part of the book, but it's it's just... It's just thoroughly different. We got about uh, two-thirds of the way in, and you were like, oh, this is a Yeah, book. then yeah. suddenly it was like, yes, this is yeah. a little recognizable. I mean, the main difference between mm. the, the book and the movie was that Hawk is not in that book. Mm. Hawk's not in Wonderland yeah. at all. Like, mm -hmm. he's mentioned, but he's not there. He, Spencer's just rolling with Z, six skill. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was strange that, that they would do that. I guess I also don't know why they didn't just say, like, based on characters created by Robert Parker, or based on Robert Parker or Spencer. I don't know mm -hmm. why they would Maybe pick... they were doing a James Bond thing where they just pick a title from one yeah, of the books. Yeah, but they didn't use the title, because the book is called Wonderland, and the title's called Spencer Confidential. Oh, well, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I really don't look don't at me. It. I don't get it. <laughs> I did think it was a little too long. Yeah. I thought they could have trimmed some out. Trimmed some out from the beginning. And, yeah. and there was a point where we saw the same scene twice. Yeah. Like, like we saw it at the beginning and then yeah. we saw the whole thing again yeah. in the middle. But then so, we also saw it at the end. Yes, yeah. we did see it yeah, again. Yeah, they at tried the to end. sort of make it a through line and I don't think they really succeeded. Yeah. Overall, I mean, did we enjoy it as yeah. just, just an action movie? Yeah. I think I liked it. It I... was it was not the worst Netflix original movie Ooh, I've ever seen. Look over here, high praise. That goes to uh, what? That goes to Underground right? Six, oh, which is word. almost like a crime against humanity. Underground Six. Michael Bay was directed. Awful. I thought, oh, this will Michael Bay set free. He can do whatever he wants. He's got an unlimited. It's. I I ranted to Kendra after yeah. we watched it for a long time, and I was in a real bad mood afterwards. He was. And then that was months ago. Just a couple days ago, somebody brought it up on my Twitch stream, and I I, I was like seeing it. Right. I couldn't I couldn't stop. I I just kept going, and they're like, I've never even heard of this movie. I had people worried on Twitch. Yeah, that makes sense. So, anyway, Hillary, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? <laughs> okay, never mind. Never, you were opening your you mouth, and then I. The I'm sorry. You were opening your mouth, and you I. You were saying how you felt about Spencer Confidential, the movie. Oh, yes. Well, you called it an action movie, and I almost feel like it wasn't an action movie. There was action, but the style of it was just insane. It felt like an over-the-top comedy to me. Yeah. There were there were comedy yeah. moments, and then there were chopping people's heads off with yeah. machetes. Yeah. So it was. Sometimes it's the like, tone was a little... Yeah. The, tone, the tone switch is a lot like, sorry Nick, Super 8, in mm. that there's like very legitimate moments where it's like, this is the Steven Spielberg kids are getting along moment, and then this is the monster movie moment, and you can just see like, 
you can feel like the cuts and the tones. Mm-hmm. Just you almost see like a physical change in like now we're doing the the comedy goofy right. guy. Now we're doing the action scene, and it's there's no like smooth transition to another. Yeah, see, I disagree about that. You I thought mean, there it, was a smooth? Oh. Well, it's possible that like because I didn't look when there were actual machetes out, but when, <laughs> yeah. when he was fighting and whenever the choreography of it felt to me like mm. it was conscious about being absurd mm-hmm. and humorous. I guess like mm. I don't think I would have gone that far. I know what you mean, but I, I don't think I would say that it was intentionally absurdist humor. Really? When he's in the bathroom and they're dragging him out from oh, the that was, that was that was a funny. funny shot. That was supposed to be funny. Yeah, that that was a funny. But moment. then I mean, and, and someone gets stabbed dog, but... in the leg with a receipt holder. Yes. Oh, that was brutal. So oh, what? You guys didn't yeah. see that. I, I was it. the only one watching. All but... right, let's. Why don't we just do a quick overview of the plot? All right. Okay. So so we start with Spencer. Is he already in prison? Uh, no, you well, it starts with him, sort of. yeah, in the okay. flashback. So he's First time that we see that testifying. Scene. Yes, yes. So Spencer basically shows up at, a, at another cop's house, um, sees that some domestic abuse is happening, and he beats the ever-loving crap out of, out of this other cop, and right. is dragged away, and he's in prison. Uh, he's For five years. just finishing his five-year uh, stint in prison. Uh, there's a, a prison brawl in which we see a Robert Parker Spencer book in the background, which was mm-hmm. I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, then he gets out of prison uh, with his friend Henry, I want to say, uh, as yes. played by Alan Arkin, mm-hmm. uh, who takes him in and finds he has a roommate in Hawk. So that's how they meet, which mm-hmm. again, different from uh, real Spencer books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we sort of piece together that this, the dirty cop from the beginning is involved in a whole, I mean, drug racket, right? It I mean, comes... it's a pretty standard, like, yeah. narcotic cop guy. Dirty cops, he's trying Into to take the down the dirty game. cops. Yeah. And, and a good cop gets blamed for it, and even though Spencer is ready to just, like, be a truck driver and get out of Boston, he can't help but, like, look into this. And so he starts to investigate, starts to talk to some old friends from the force, make some bad decisions about who he trusts. Um, and then it all sort of leads to a big showdown at the Wonderland racetrack mm-hmm. where we're trying to, like, get everything out of the open. Mm. Is that more or less? Yeah. yeah. What That's happens? what happens. Okay. Pretty succinct. And There's then, a dog. There's a cute dog. Yeah, a cute yes. dog named Pearl. Yeah. Oh, it's adorable. And we have we have a little tag at the end where you can see, like, Spencer's next case, which I also thought was a little weird. I don't know. I kind of thought it, fit, it okay. fit. Yeah, it fits, but it's definitely something that if they don't make a second one is going to, like, stick out. Yeah. But then I didn't think that it, I, it didn't <clears throat> feel to me like a setup for a sequel so much mm. as a this setup is for his life. Spencer, yeah. Yeah. here he goes. Yeah. Living life. There Maybe they can do that goes. since uh, Netflix original movies are just stuck on Netflix and then disappear from the public conscious in like a week. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't matter. You can make everything a cliffhanger. That's right. There's a, a weird scene where he gets attacked by a dog for like several yeah. several minutes. I don't know if I'm And it's the supposed o- to be funny. Yeah. It is funny. But I don't know if I'm the only one in this room who's seen something about Mary. Am I? With Ben Stiller? Cameron Diaz? I mean, there's a pretty famous scene from that movie where he's attacked by this little dog, and it just goes on, and... Like, that's all I could think about with this, because it's, like, the same tone. Like, he's like, ah! At one point, he's like, escape the dog, and then the dog just busts right through in. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is a weird 90s comedy all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. So... That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, that that, that scene, because so he, he, there's a big dog who, of mm-hmm. course, breaks free from his chains, yeah. chasing him up like playground equipment, mm-hmm. biting his legs, yeah. and, you know, it's just a whole... whole I think thing. all the, the violence and the gruesome deaths in this movie are uh, effect of it being on Netflix, which likes to try to, like, push itself of having mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, with because it, it doesn't have those limits. Right. Whereas if this was just, like, a movie from, like, 
late 2000s, I think the balance between, like, the comedy and just the gruesome death, like, the deaths wouldn't be as gruesome. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're probably It right. probably wouldn't be rated R. We'd probably be watching, like, a PG-13 film. That's true. So. It's rated R because they say the F word literally every other word. Yeah, that's and true. so much. A lot of machetes. Yeah, that's true. Yes, the machetes, but <laughs> also it's just a lot of swearing. Did look swear uh, a lot? Not like that. Okay. I mean, they don't... Yes, I don't... they do. You think? There's a lot of swearing. Is there? Oh, okay. It's well, authentic yeah. to the Boston area. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, we did have a Dunkin' Donuts moment, as you'll recall. Yes. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. It was there. <laughs> um, overall, like, even though, even though I don't, I don't think the characters, especially like Spencer and Hawk really uh, had much relationship to their book counterparts. I still like enjoyed those performances. I still liked what they were doing. I, I didn't feel like Spencer and Hawk really had, I don't think they quite nailed their dynamic together. Spencer I, keeps asking him, Hawk. you in? You uh, in? Yeah. And Hawk keeps saying, yeah. Yeah. Like, of course he is. Mm -hmm. And there's just no reason for it. Like an arrow, how every episode they have to say, I need you to trust me on this. Yeah. It's just like, yes, I yeah, know, I trust exactly. you every episode. Well, I just don't think it would have been that hard to, my chest. to give them more of a connection. And I think yeah. that would have really helped the movie. Because I thought, like I said, I enjoyed both of the performances. They just didn't mesh super well together. They just liked having the same dog. I guess so. That was yeah, it. Yeah, they just shared, had joint, I, It's kind of weird that even uh, Hawk gets in on the case in the first place. It's yeah. just that he he has a bad experience. Like, he's got a dark, sad story about his dad right. uh, being a cop. Yeah. And the case kind of reminds him of right. that. Like, that's it. Well, they do a little bit where Alan Arkin's character owns, like, a boxing gym. Oh, uh, yeah. And Hawk is, is, you know, one of learning to be a boxer. And Marky Mark is going to coach him. But then that doesn't happen. Yeah, then we never see that boxing There's gym again. There's one quick little scene yeah. of him doing that, and I thought, well, that's a good way to, like, get and, him in there. But and Hawk play. doesn't help in the end by being good at boxing. No, it compared never... To, like, the boxing never comes back even when you think it would. No, he never... The whole thing is Hawk can't... He's, he's, a, he's a bruiser, but he can't throw a good punch. Yeah. And so you think... At some point, a good well, punch will does. be thrown. At some point, he does. Like, he throws a good punch, and Marky Mark says, no, um, that's a good punch. Yeah. But it's just some random it's guy in the kitchen. It's been yeah, so it's long not... since we've seen the gym that it doesn't connect anymore. And it's not, a, like, a final moment yeah. or anything. One thing, too, that I really appreciate about Robert Parker's writing is the mysteries, because they're usually good. And I feel like this, to say that there was a mystery in it, I think is kind of misleading, because you clock the double agent... Immediately. Well, I didn't. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty. I'm obvious. the only one who didn't. Oh, okay. So. No. All right. But I mean, it's he's just the only guy that's nice yeah. to Spencer right. right out of prison. Right. So it's just like super obvious yeah. because like no one else is being nice. That right. He, right. But see, no one they else to trust. They don't. Do, they don't really go with that either. There's never a time when like one of the really jerky cops ends right. up like helping him and they're well, like Spencer You're figures all right, it out Spencer, pretty quickly. You know? Like in the first thirty minutes yeah. I feel like. But I mean the, the the cop that you see in the very beginning that kind of sets this whole thing off, they don't really add any like depth to him either. It's that's just fine. Sometimes bad guy, just bad guy. You know? yeah. yeah, that's fine, but I just mean when you're trying to layer a mystery, mm -hmm. I don't think that they did that effectively. You have right. seen sure the Tom Selleck Jesse Stone films? Yes. Made for T V movies. Yes. Are they like full film length? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. How are they? I think those are those great. Those are great. They're, yeah. they're very... They're mostly just tone. That's <laughs> true. Is their biggest strength. They're very they're, atmospheric. Yes, very. They're very quiet. 80s? 90s? No, they're like late 2000s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. The last one was maybe five years ago or but something. They're something. closer in adaptation. Well, yes and no, because in the books, Jesse Stone is supposed to be like 55. Uh -huh. Or, sorry, 30, yeah. 35. Mm -hmm. And, and in the movies, Selleck Tom like Selleck is like right. 60, you know, oh. which is much more compelling. Oh, yeah. Like the 
the the mm. what the way the character is described. If it's a thirty five year old, you're kind of like, eh, whatever. But, but they made a bunch of those, right? Yeah, there's like ten. Uh, I want to wow. say. Wow, no, that many. Oh yeah, I mean, there's at least eight, but oh. I think maybe wow. there's ten. I wonder if I mean, I don't know how much this costs Netflix, and Netflix seems to love burning through cash, mm. so. Maybe they have a plan to put out a next Spencer next year. The Jesse Stones for a long time were sort of an annual yeah. uh, thing on CBS, like a movie of the week. Mm-hmm. They don't really do that anymore. Yeah. And then when CBS sort of got out of business of, of making those kind of movies, it went to Hallmark, and Hallmark made maybe another two. Hmm. One with Luke Perry from Beverly Hills. <gasps> you gotta watch it. I know, I do have to. And then it sort of nothing happened there. But what happened with the with the books is that when, when Parker passed away and they picked it up, one of the major driving forces behind the movie started writing the books, and so they sort of began to converge in a in a weird way. Mm, but a crisis of infinite earth exactly, kind of situation. <laughs> exactly. But with them resuming uh, the Sonny Randall series, all of Robert Parker's primary series, Spencer, Jesse Stone, Sonny mm-hmm. Randall, and the Everett Hitch, mm-hmm. Virgil Cole uh, westerns, mm-hmm. are all going forward with, uh, with new authors. They're resuming Sonny Randall? I'll get it for you um, anytime. I work in a library. Is Spencer's girlfriend ex-girlfriend in the books because she I, was hilarious she was, she was really, really funny every Eliza time she was on yeah. screen it was funny she, i don't know who that character is okay well Su- she was funny susan becomes a character in maybe, maybe funny. book five and then is there forever that's funny so. hearing you say that because i guess like his girlfriend and a lot of people in this movie and a lot of people in any movie that's set in boston they always come across as very unpleasant to me mm. and i think that's just because it reminds well, me of home so like when you're saying like she's hilarious i'm like yeah try living next door to her not very hilarious with her yelling outside well, she every was day supposed to be obnoxious but it yeah. was like yeah. it was she would say something awful and then yeah. say i love you in the next sentence and it was just well really funny. yes she was much better at the being, writing like, for funny. that character she was better at performing the funny obnoxious because uh, that that was definitely yeah. a role in an accent that could get irritating very fast, and yeah. she didn't. So. Well, I, I did enjoy I, I did enjoy the difference there because um, I mean I like Susan Silverman as, as a character in the books, but I, it's challenging I think to to make the character stay like fresh and interesting when he has like a locked in best friend and partner mm-hmm. and an established like love interest that follows him for like forty books. Mm-hmm. You know, totally, it, she would not fit in this movie in the slightest. No, not at all. Like it needs to be like a mystery yeah. and he's doing stuff and then he like comes back and talks to her about yeah. it. This was not that. I think they made the right choice mm-hmm. to have this new character as like a love interest for Spencer rather mm-hmm. than going right for the Susan character. I don't think that the, mm-hmm. that it would have worked at all. Kendra, did this interest you in Spencer at all? It actually did. Really? A little bit. Yeah. Really? I might, I, I could pick one up if you gave me a, a good one mm-hmm. to read. Okay. It will not be like the movie. Challenge accepted. <laughs> is he a private investigator though? He is. Okay, I like that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah. So. But, do you like spent? Did you like this movie because of Marky Mark's like pretty much Marky Mark performance? He yeah. was the most Marky Mark I think of. That's ever true. Seen. He was almost a Marky Mark spoof in this. Yes. I'm actually kind of surprised. Have you seen that other movie he's in that I don't like? What's it called? The other guys. The other guys. Have you seen the other oh guys? Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Ugh, I, I hate that it. movie. Well, I was just saying, so I'm kind of surprised because like. It seems like Marky Mark wouldn't want to do, like, the comedy moments that are in this movie. Because it's, one, him getting the crap beat out of him, yeah. and two, being attacked by a dog. Yeah. I feel like if he had a lot of control, it's like, I don't want to be attacked by a dog. I don't yeah. want to be dragged across a bathroom. But he seemed, yeah. like, game he did. to do it all. He did. So I guess I was kind of impressed. I kind of imagined a very, like, phone in and uh, not. No. I, but it seemed I, I like he was, uh, yeah. he was, like, in it to win it. It Maybe felt more a like fan. a passion project to me. The it's way, strange, the way yeah. he acted it, it felt yeah. like. 
Like he well, had more control. Yeah. That that wouldn't surprise me because I mean, first of all, like I, I could mention, Spencer in particular is very very Boston centric. I mean, yeah, that makes Parker sense. always prided himself on having a very like real life accurate Boston. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that you're like passionate about or relate yeah. to, you'll find it in those books. Ben Affleck's showing up in the next. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Parker even wrote nonfiction about Boston because it yeah. was like so a part of that series. Mm-hmm. So it would not surprise me if Marky Mark like read those books and really wanted to do this. Yeah. I haven't read that As, anywhere, yeah. but as a kid. Kid, you know, is like someday it could be uh, someday this is gonna be me. Yeah, like a Tom Tom Cruise Jack Reacher situation, you know, where he just wants it to happen and so it happens. <laughs> yeah. So it even, happens. Even though Jack Reacher is six foot eight and, uh-huh. and Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is four two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, standing on a milk crate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, thanks for watching Spencer Confidential with me. Yeah, everybody. you're so welcome. Mm-hmm. This, I think, it's actually pretty clever of me to have used this podcast as a lure to get the four of us to watch Spencer Yeah, Nick doesn't have uh, Netflix, oh, so... Oh, hey, Post, yeah. Post Malone is in it. Oh, well. yeah. That's true. I guess... I forgot about for all you, uh For all the cool kids listening yeah. to this podcast, your, your big hero, uh, Post Malone, is in this movie as hey, kind Post of a jerk. Post Malone is, is supposed to be a, uh, a very nice <laughs> I'm sure he's very nice. His face makes me want to scream into a pillow. <laughs> Too many tattoos for you? Yeah, it's it's too much. What's it say? Really tired? Yeah. Ugh. Always tired? Always tired. Anyway. I got a tiny little violin I for that, that kid. Was, that was a character that was kind of dropped. You know, it's like when you start, when you're in, when they're in the jail together, it yeah. kind of seems like that's going to be something. Yeah. And then we get one more little scene with him, but yeah. I don't feel Maybe like he'll be in the sequel. Maybe. I'm out now, but hey, I need help it, from you, Marky I mean, Mark. It doesn't seem like it resolves, and yeah. it's kind of a poor use of, yeah. of that actor, so I, I don't know. <sighs> the movie ends with a, like a lobster lunch. Yeah, that's if true. That Lobster. Yeah. If that, yeah, if you, so, <laughs> if that helps. Bunch I think, of sea spiders on a platter. I think it's worth the two hours. Just to I think watch so it. too. I think it's fun. I, it was fun. I think you enjoy. Do you it. like that kind I of? I think movie? Eric had a bad time, but you know. I didn't have a bad time, but it definitely was too long for my taste. It was in too ter- long. Yes, in terms of us knowing the mis- like knowing a lot of the answers yeah. to the mystery, that it didn't need to be two hours. No. And I think. I would have been fine with a cool 90 minutes on yeah, that. Yeah, in, sure. in 90 minutes, and uh, it, you could definitely, like, yeah, cut out those, like, flashbacks of things that we've already yeah. seen, and I guess if there was, like, a sense that they were going to make a bunch more of these, maybe that would be something else, maybe yeah. if it was, like, feeling like a miniseries or something, right. but I was sitting there for, like, a two-hour movie, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. So, there was stuff that made it watch. I enjoyed the comedy bits more. Like, the just Spencer hanging out in life yeah. kind of stuff. When it got to the mystery and the actual, like, well, gruesome death. Because it was hard, it was not a mystery. I mean, yeah. We just had it all. But when, yeah, whenever we see, like, fair. the dirty cops, I was like, I'm not into this. Yeah. But, you know, whenever he's, like, trying to get his dog to pay more attention to him than Hawk, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I could watch this. Yeah. This, <laughs> just, just, yeah, just Spencer just, just getting, being getting back. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I'd watch the Spencer uh, sitcom. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I would watch that. I mean, I'm definitely going to read more uh, Robert B. Parker. Mm-hmm. I have not had great experiences with the new authors of the series, so I'd be interested, Hillary, to see what you Ace think Atkins. of the new right. uh, Sonny Randall author. Ace Atkins before Spencer and everything. What's he known for? Does he have a character of his own? Uh, I don't know if he has a recurring character, but he, I mean, he writes okay. similar stuff in the, in the genre. Right. Yeah. So, Kendra, you're moderately interested in reading a Spencer if yes. I find you a good one yes. um, I'm definitely going to read more you're going to read more Sonny Randall right? you're Sunny, at least going to yeah. try the next Sonny do you ever see yourself picking up a of a third Jesse Stone a book? Robert B. Parker if not Maybe contractually the obligated Jesse Stone book isn't there like a sequel like an ill-advised sequel to Appaloosa Yes. Yeah, so maybe that. (laughs) There is. Yeah, what happens, I mean, Appaloosa is such a great resolution that the next book, which is 
called resolution, actually. What? Uh, kind of kind of unties that in a way that... That's ironic. ...is not great. Okay. But by the third book, it gets it, and then Robert Knott takes over and ruins the series. Robert Knott be good. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you're a, you're a maybe. Yeah. You're I'm a, a soft maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us here on the Elder Book Show. Thanks for having uh, us. Yes. As far as library news, uh, the book club is currently reading Howard's End by Ian Forrester. Uh, next month, we have some cool events going on. We have uh, Phil Richards. There, cool. Phil Richards coming back for our Revisiting the Founding Era. Uh, this was postponed from February, so Phil will be here April 16th uh, to do a talk. And then we have Susan Wiggs, best-selling author Susan Wiggs. Woo! We'll be at the library. We'll be talking to her in April before she gets here just to get a little uh, taste of what to expect there. Uh, we've got some great interviews with uh, Justina Ireland also coming up. And next week, we're talking Gary Paulson. Have you read any Gary Paulson, Kendra? Hatchet? I mean, yeah, things? Hatchet for sure. Did you? Like as a child? Oh, yeah. Okay. Didn't, doesn't everyone read that in school? Well, I didn't. I never I can't did. believe that. That is crazy ever, to me. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I went to a down. real school. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. It's Hatchet. Yeah. All everyone right. should read Hatchet. You just read Brian's Winter. I think it's the only one. Yeah, what? The, my brother was my brother was the one who read those. You books, haven't read Hatchet, Hatchet, but you read Brian's Winter. We listened to it in the car. Yeah, uh, like on a, on a drive. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On our podcast, we're on season two. You and me. Yes. Yeah, nine hundred two one. Here we go. Check it out. We're on season two. Yes. Of of the show. Beverly Hills nine hundred two one. Yeah, moving right through. Yep. 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 What about pre stuff. previously on X Men? What do you, what when you does guys this episode come out? This week, baby. Oh, this week. Yeah. Then. Recently, we talked about the Wolverine, the yes. 2013 yeah. second Wolverine movie, uh -huh. and uh, next we're talking about the animated series The Cure and Come the Apocalypse. Okay. Yeah. And we have a sweet interview with one David Hayter. That's pretty exciting. So, the, uh, who tells him wrote the screenplay for X Men One and Two, and and is the voice of Solid Snake, and he wrote oh, the Scorpion, Scorpion King. King. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Scorpion King. He helped out on the Scorpion King. I am. Yeah. <laughs> So hurt that neither of you thought to ask him I'm one sorry. Scorpion Queen question it didn't for me. I, it just never okay. came up. We, he was never like Understood. he never he talked about Watchmen a few times, but never yeah. once did he go like kind of like when I wrote the Scorpion King. Right. <laughs> he never. <All> right. <laughs> That's fine. Wolverine is kind of like fine. the Rock in the movie The Scorpion yes. King. Yes. Just never happened. All right. Well, you can catch Eric and me every week here on the All the Book Show. You, you can, can catch, catch us here. Eric and Hillary over on Previously on X Men. You can find Kendra and me on 9021. Here we go. And uh, that's going to do All it. that on RadioMeanwhile.com. Yeah, yeah. This is the one outlier. Yeah. yeah. It's just here at the... <laughs> because this is the official podcast here of the David, the David A. Howe Public, Public Library. I tried right. to buy it out. I offered the David A. Howe Public Library a cool Can't mint. Can't be bought. And they said, all the books show is our money, yep. honey. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thanks again, Hillary. Thanks again, Kendra, for You're joining welcome. us. Yeah. And we'll see you next week when we talk Gary Paulson. All the books show is our money, yeah. honey.